Welcome back to The John Morris Show, a podcast for freelancers, web developers, and online business owners navigating the chaotic world of technology and online business. If you're new to the show, be sure to visit johnmorrisshow.com to subscribe on iTunes, Android, and TuneIn, and find past episodes of the show. And last but not least, as a podcast listener, you can get free access to my entire curriculum of freelancing and web development courses with the exclusive two-month free trial of Skillshare that I can give you. All the details on how to get that are at johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Now, let's get to the show. Are you listening? Hey, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of the John Morris Show. So this one, we're talking about transitioning from a full-time job to going freelance. This comes from a question that I got from Ryan about this. And in particular, I'm going to be going through what I recommend is the four phases of making that transition happen. And the quick story on that is when I went to transition from a full-time regular job into freelancing, I actually had a couple false starts where... I started, I went, I quit my job and went to go full freelance full time and I ended up not being able to make it happen and it had to go back to a full time job and I did that a couple times before I finally was able to make the switch and, and be freelance full time and I've been that way for almost 10 years now. And so I learned in that that there's a way to go about that transition that's not only going to make it give you more peace of mind and make it a lot less anxious and, and make you feel more comfortable but also give you a lot greater chance of having success going freelance full-time that first time around. So that's what we're going to cover in this episode. With that said, let's dive in. So the first thing that you need to do is you need to build up a savings. A savings is going to give you some peace of mind for when you actually go to make the transition. And this is the first thing you need to do because it's going to be the hardest. So what you do is you figure out what your monthly expenses are. Just go through and kind of figure out what what do I need to make in a month in order for me to be able to pay all my bills, to get groceries, to do that sort of thing. You really should know that number anyway just from a financial health perspective, but it's even more important for what we're going to do here. So just take some time. I... I do this probably every three or four months because, you know, I pay things off and bills change and so forth. And I always kind of am constantly getting an updated number. Uh, and it only takes maybe 10 to 15 minutes to do it when you actually sit down and, and do it. So you can kind of figure this out. Exclude anything that's kind of like a one-time sort of purchase that isn't going to be something that you're going to be paying on a regular basis. Because when you go to make the transition, you have to know that some of those purchases that are feel good purchases that are maybe one time purchases are things that you're going to have to you're going to have to hold off on for a little bit until you get stable uh, in your, your freelance career. So try to really narrow it down to what your your month to month expenses are and figure out what that number is. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you just want to have a ballpark number there. The next thing is to look through that stuff and is and see if there's anything that you can get rid of to lower your expenses. The lower your monthly expenses are, the better off you're going to feel, the easier it is going to be to make this transition and you really have to you have to juxtaposition those expenses and whatever they're for, maybe it's Netflix or HBO or or whatever. You have to juxtaposition those next to how you're going to feel when you're able to freelance full-time, the freedom you're going to have, the ability you're going to have, and so forth, and what's more important to you. So really be try to be a little bit ruthless with this. You really want to lower that monthly expenses as low as you can 
as you make this transition. You can you can kick it back up later once you get established, but as you make the transition, you really want to lower the overhead as much as possible. So look through that. Are there is there debt maybe in there that's about paid off that you could maybe take a month and just put it all towards that and get it paid off? Or are there things you can get rid of, expenses, things you're buying, etc., that you could hold off on for a few months while you make the transition, etc.? Just go through and kind of look at that stuff. The, the third thing, and as a freelancer, really just as a human being who's concerned about their financial well-being, the most important thing that I think you can do is to start a savings account. Like when I started a savings account, it changed my financial life completely because what I noticed is that when I, the feeling you get from spending money, how that can be kind of, that can feel good, putting it into a savings account and watching it grow has a very similar effect. And so it can, it can start to feel really good to put money into a savings account and watch it grow. And now you're doing something where that, that's more financially healthy for you instead of spending that money on, you know, if you're like me, junk that you probably don't need. So whatever you're doing, even if you're not involved in a transition to freelance, if you don't have a savings account, start a savings account and start putting money in there. And you're going to see how much more motivated uh, you get to do that. Next thing is then you want to save up three to six months worth of expenses because your transition could take, you know, that amount of time. You could see a dip in your income for that amount of time. So if if you can't, if you're making the transition and you can't get back up to where you're able to pay your bills within three to six months, then it's probably a good idea to to step back, maybe go back and find a, a little bit of a regular job for a little bit and reevaluate. That doesn't mean you're giving up. It just means if, if you try to make the transition and you really can't get to where to where you're you're you don't have to be making what you were before, but you can pay your bills and feel comfortable and so forth. If you can't do that in three to six months, then that means you just need to come back and do some more research, do some more thinking, do some more figuring out, maybe get a little bit better uh, at whatever you're freelancing in and, and take some more time to do that and then go back and try and transition again. So it's never, there's never a moment where you give up on any of this. It's just, I'm going to try and transition. If it works great, I run with it. If it doesn't, I just step back, reevaluate, get, figure out what I need to get better at, get better at it, and then try and transition again. If that doesn't work, you just step back and do it. It's just a constant process until you make the transition. So at some point, you are going to make the transition. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of you getting to the point where you can, can do it. So having that three to six months worth of expenses gives you peace of mind to be aggressive with your freelancing to really go after it, to really uh, try and make this transition happen and not have to worry about expenses. You have those covered for three to six months. Six months is best, but if that's going to take you super long time, then maybe it's three, whatever. But just get that saved up to give you that peace of mind. So just a quick example, if your monthly expenses are, say, $1,500 a month, then you would want to have anywhere from $4,500 to $9,000 in your savings account. Now that might see, I don't know, that may seem like a lot, that may not seem like much, whatever, but that's what you want to get built up. And if you have to start, if you have to like build a profile on Upwork or some site real quick and start taking work that way without doing all the other prep work that I'm going to show you here and use side hustle money, do that if you have to. If you just are looking at your expenses now and saying, man, I just can't save that. I don't have any room 
A, I would question that. I think if you really look at your expenses, there's things you could get rid of that would help you be able to save up this money. But two, then start doing some side hustle work if you have to in order to save up that money. But very important that you build up that savings before you go to do this transition. I'm just telling you from, I've I've done this multiple times. I had multiple false starts with my full-time transition and having money in the bank and having a plan like I'm going to show you here, it just it makes it a lot easier and it makes it a lot more likely that you're actually going to be able to do it. So this may be a tough one. This may be something that you're looking at going, I don't know. Really dig into it and see if you can make this happen because it's just going to make your life a heck of a lot easier. All right, so that's the first thing. Second thing then is there's a lot of research that you need to do as you transition into freelancing. I talk about this a lot in all of my courses. We talk about you know, researching your niche and determining what services to offer, figuring out what to charge, all of these things. Another one I maybe don't talk about as much, but is, is psychographics. So psychographics are figuring out the needs and wants of, of your, your, uh, your potential clients, their fears, their dreams, psychology, getting inside their head and figuring out their psychology. So all of these things, they take time to research. They take time to figure out. And you want to do all of these things before you ever open your door to start selling your services because these are going to determine what services you're going to, to offer, who you're going to offer them to, what messaging you're going to have when you're selling those services. You know, when you get into creating content, what kind of content you're going to create, all of that stuff is driven by the research that you do. And I think a lot of people skip the research part, which is a huge mistake because they jump into trying to go full time too quickly. And now they're under the gun. They're behind the eight ball, whatever analogy you want to use. And they, they just, oh, I got to get, I can't spend all this time just doing research. So if you do the research beforehand, do all of this before you make the transition while you're still working your full-time job, when you're thinking about, okay, I want to start going freelance. I need to start building my business. The very first thing you can start now doing on nights and weekends is doing this research. And I've got, <laughs> I've got courses like the turn, turn your co content into clients course, which talks a lot about research. I have uh, a course on, um, are you offering the right services? So figuring out what services to offer. I have episodes inside. Let's talk freelance that talk about all of this stuff. So go through those, start doing that stuff on nights and weekends now before you transition. So now you have a good idea of what you're going to offer, what you're going to charge, who you're offering it to, what are their hopes, their dreams, their fears, their needs, their wants, etc. Like you know who, you know them inside and out. And all that research is done before you ever actually make the transition. So you can really take your time to dig into this. So do the research before you make the transition. And again, this is, if you're the type of person that's like, I want to quit my job now, wait, have just a little bit of patience and discipline to do this research first before you do that and, and build up your savings. So you can be building up your savings and doing the research at the same time. So these don't have to be one and then the other. You can be doing these at the exact same time. Uh, so it gives you something to do while you're building up that savings. All right, next one is then start working on your platform. You know, a lot of people, they want to just go on freelance sites and they just want to get work that way and they don't want to have to do any. 
it's getting more and more difficult to do that. You probably know if you've been on any of these freelance sites, they're really competitive and they're things that you can do to compete. You know, I obviously talk about that in my Upwork course that I have here on Skillshare, but, uh, you know, it's just getting more and more competitive and relying on a platform like that 100%, uh, I just think is a, a bad approach and it's risky because you never know what's going to happen with the platform. So I advise uh, freelancers and I really try to push you guys to think of your freelancing as a full-fledged legitimate business. Treat it like it's a business, not just some side thing that you're doing. Okay, and part of that is building your platform, having your own platform, going out and getting clients yourself. Okay, so while you're again, before you make the transition, this is something that you can be doing that you you once you're ready to make the transition, you've got your money saved up, you've done your research, you've now done all of this stuff like building your services sales page, you're building your profile on a freelance site, building your portfolio. Once you've done, got the, the psychographics and done the messaging, you can build some of these pages and so forth. Once this stuff's all done, it doesn't have, it can all be drafted or not live. Then you can boom, make it instantly, make it live one day. All the research is done. You have savings ready. You've built up a platform. You know, you, you're ready to just turn it all on. And it all happens all at once instead of you now, oh, I quit my job. Now I've got these 15 things that I got to do. Another part of this is, generating a year's worth of content ideas for a blog. This is about, again, treating your business or treating your freelancing like a real business. You know, in this day and age, if you're not creating content online, you're going to have a really, really hard time. Content is the cost of doing business online these days. That includes freelancers. You'll find some people who may have, may not do that as much, may have kind of gotten away with not being able to do that. Most of the time, what you're going to find with those people is that they started a long time ago before this was the case, before content was the cost of doing business. They built up a reputation. They built up kind of a following on a platform or whatever, and they built a authority on a platform, and they're just simply benefiting from that, and you're just not in that position now. That's just the reality. Trying to do that now is a, is a heck of a lot harder, or there's someone who built a, a lot of authority somewhere else. So they're like an ex-Google engineer or something like that that wrote five books and was really famous and so forth. Again, you could go that route, but that's going to take you a lot longer than it would be for you to just start creating content. So, it, I mean, you can. there are ways around this a little bit, but all those ways are generally a lot harder than just starting to create content. Content is one of the easiest ways to start getting clients. So, what I recommend is that you sit down and you figure out a year's worth of content ideas for your blog. Again, this is something that I cover in my Turn Your Content Into Clients uh, course. You have access to it right here on Skillshare. Uh, if you're going to create content uh, to sell your freelance services, I highly recommend you go through that course because it just it literally lays out my process for getting freelance clients, for selling my courses, for everything that I do online. So... Uh, this and it'll show you how to do this year's worth of content ideas and then write the first three months of content. So I in that course, I, I recommend that you start out doing one piece of content a week. So three months would be 12 pieces of content, 12 articles, 12 videos. Again, that's not that much. That's not going to be all that difficult for you to do once you kind of get into the groove of it and how I show you how to do it. 
uh, you'll be able to knock that out pretty easily. So again, spend all your time while you're saving up your money, doing do the research, now start building your platform, build your services sales page, build whatever profiles you're gonna build, build your portfolio, start creating content, get a backlog of content built up so that now you have all of this prep work done and then the final phase is all right that'll do it for this episode as usual this is a snippet of my let's talk freelance course over on skillshare where it's more of a q a style course where you get to ask questions and i give you video responses and, and that's exactly what this was so if you want someone to be there to be able to answer your questions and kind of walk you through the process and help you get over all the roadblocks and so forth that you might face as you go freelance then that, that course is a great way to do that and you can get free access to it again over on Skillshare. If you want all the details on that, you can just go to letstalkfreelance.com. All right, that'll do it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.